other side, it says nine. The nun, Sister Eileen, the sexual pedophile who started abusing me when I was 15, was clearly 36 and had taken the vows of chastity and obedience. She stole from my body, my mind, and my soul. The woman was a thief who did not keep her vows. No, that's her. It's Riley and Shaw in my apartment. Why is the principal and nun in your apartment? On my bed. That was my bed. (laughs) This is a medal that has the date of her vows. She would take it off of herself at night and put it on me. And then we would have sex, not a relationship, sex. And then in the morning, it would go back on her. It was the seal of confessional or the seal of silence. It worked. I was silent for how many years? Seal of silence. Tell people some mystery shit goes on in these churches. Seal of silence. But you know, it's crazy because they promote more of men abusing boys than a women. I went every Sunday to church. I went to Catholic school. Nuns were my teachers from kindergarten on. So now I was accepted into Paramus Catholic, one of the girls' high schools. Sister Eileen, she would pick me up from the school. They'd take me to a motel. We'd stay in the hotel for hours. And then she'd bring me back to school. So I was there for dismissal. I mean, really, honestly, and her hand around my waist the way it is. Let's be serious. This is not a hello or friend picture. Catholic Church is not a healthy period. This has been going on for decades with the women. A nun. (laughs) Nobody challenged her. She owned me. I wouldn't challenge her either if I was a guy. That's what I'm saying. The men abuse the boys and the women abuse the girls. But why they don't make this big? Like how they make the boys and the Catholic men big. Abuse occurs in the dark. Abuse occurs when there you go, secrecy. Mason, we all in this shit. Abuse fosters in that sort of setting. What's fascinating about it is what happens in Camden, New Jersey, is what happens in Santa Fe, New Mexico, what happens in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It's similar, if not close to identical, in every state in this country and, and across the world. You asked me if I knew anyone else. And I said, yes, we all do. Well, why are they not coming out? Well, because the boys thought they were the only ones. The girls think they're the only ones. They don't have any other survivors to see. I was born in St. Louis, Missouri. My dad was a good Christian man, very into his church, very involved with his church, always put all five kids through Catholic grade school. We all went to Catholic high schools. Seventh grade, I met this nun, Sister Judith Fisher. And I remember I was in one of the front seats, I think, second row over, front seat. And she looked there right down at me and smiled at me. And I thought, oh, you know, because I felt a little neglected at home. And I was teacher's pet a lot, which I hated. But still, it felt good to be special. So she uh, made some joke to me. I forget what it was, but like, we're going to be friends and we're going to, you know, we're going to do well. And she uh, she was this redhead. She was funny. Just a different kind of energy. 
So we were told this would be a home of <laughs> I bet it was a different kind yeah, of energy. Sure enough, it was. <laughs> Sister Judy hey. Fisher. That's when my world changed. That shit would change anybody's world. Some grown ass motherfucker touching on you. And your parents never abuse you. You got some stranger. Obviously, your parents trust them because it's church. Church is good people, right? Well, it's sad. Because if nuns are humans and God embedded the feeling to have sex, at some point, you will get horny. You're going to want sex. But the rules in Catholic is you're not to get married. We're trying to be holy as men like Jesus Christ. The women are to be like Mother Macklin. So pure. Remember the story. Jesus never got married. Mother Macklin was married, but never had sex. So you see where they get this idea on how you got to be pure. But in the process of them trying to be imitators and impersonators, they are going against the will that our creator has embedded inside of us. There's something, it's like a seed. When the seed grows, the tree has branches. Well, part of the branch of our tree is to have the need or the feeling for sex. So with this idea of purity, they end up committing more sin than being pure. You can't go against the rules of God at a certain extent. Somehow God made it where it doesn't matter what you do, what he has created in you shall come out. Well, that's how it is. Let's continue. I was 13 years old. She was 37, 24 years my senior. You hurt a child that deep. It's a spiritual rape. And you are like branded for life. Right, so from now on, life. it colors everything. This is a necklace that she gave me. It's got my name in cursive. And on the other side, it says 9-1971. That's when we met. I guess it literally, the sexual part started when I was 13 and ended when I was 19. That's crazy. She got some necklace this lady gave her from 19 sometime. Why would you even keep some shit like that? But I don't know, people different. Maybe it's to like, this will never happen to me again. Maybe it ended up being, this is a fucked up feeling. But somehow in time, the feeling became acceptable. Because why would you keep some shit like this? But, you know, it's kind of weird. When she had me spend the What's night up, at the Lucy? down in that basement without somebody else, we got in our pajamas. I remember she pulled the shade that was on the door. And the next time I spent the night, she asked if I'd like to come over and sleep with her. And I think the next time I spent the night there, it was up in her bedroom. And that's when she asked if she could touch me. And uh, it just became sexual all the time after that. All she had to do to me was to be nice. Because there was nothing that was nice to me. She cared like she wanted to be with me. I was 15. I mean, everything was in my favor. Here I'm hanging out with this really cool 36-year-old full habit nun. Everything was so manipulative. Yeah, this shit, 15 years old, and the nun is 36 years old. 
why grown people don't find grown people to have sex with. So that just show you how dirty the Catholic Church is. That it's not men abusing boys, it's the women abusing the girls that's there as well. Some wicked shit be going well, that's on. My That's some shit. You abuse these people and you say it's God's love. But I tell you, it's wicked and it's wild how people get abused. Some people never become mentally fit. Some people, as I said, they accept it and they don't have a problem with it. Like this lady, she's telling you she was abused and it was wrong. But she also said, the lady was a lot older than her, supposedly manipulated her. The manipulation continued. She a grown-ass woman, never told her mother. Now her mother is hanging out with the same lady that violated her as a child? I don't know how people could do some shit like that. Have this lady around me, and you fucking violated me, and now I done got older you became friends with my moms and we all hanging out having cartels and going shopping to the fucking gap. Yo, people's fucking crazy, son. And then one tomorrow got some pamphlet tomorrow in God's name or the work of God. That's the work of God to touch on little fucking people. That's the work of God to touch on little fucking people. Yeah, these fucking people is nasty and disgusting. Yo, hmm. This is God's love. Nobody else is going to understand it. <laughs> My mom and dad found out when they found a Winnie the Pooh calendar and I had put it underneath my mattress. It had things like Judy kissed me, we made love, we had a fight, went to the convent again, and so that was their awakening to it. And knowing how attached and flattered my mom was, and she'd given up all her friends, I'd given up all my friends. Our life was these two nuns. To the point where my dad, I think, was even jealous. Then when they found the calendar, went to the Monsignor, all of a sudden everything had to stop. Nobody could know. He asked my dad not to bring scandal to his parish. And my dad did everything for that parish. So he kept quiet. 
secrecy. See? With shit like this, with this form of secrecy, when I tell people this shit is fashion into the Masonic lessons, Masonic lessons is all about secrecy. You don't really meet people that tell you they're Muslim and tell you that they're Mason. But they got a bunch of them the fuck out there. But a lot of people will openly tell you I'm Mason, but I'm also a Christian. But then they tell you it's secrets. See, now there's secrets in this. I tell you, man, anything with secrets, obviously, most of the time, it's not something about that shit. It's not correct. This is why they have to do it in secret. How often do you do some shit in secret that you know if you get caught, you could get in trouble? Or no, you may go to jail. So yeah, you'll be secretive about your movements. Probably not even tell people. you secretive about who you may tell, don't tell. Right? Because you don't want this shit to be open because you could get exposed and you could have fucking problems. So you see these fucking secrets? How in the fuck you got a secret society that tell you they deal with secrets, but they also interact with religion? Now, the other audio I played, they told you. They said Masons accept the Jews. They also accept all religions. And they said the Masons also accept all coated cults. So even if you're part of a fucking cult, they would take you. You're part of any religion, they would take you. And this is one organization that's taking all these different ideologies and methodologies. But then, even though the ones that so-called participate in religion, they tell you, as a Mason, I can't tell you anything. What the fuck you mean you can't tell me anything? You said, yeah, I'll about enlightenment y'all said y'all have a certain particular knowledge and y'all are the enlightening people so you got to be careful when people talk to you like this tell you they enlightening but then they want to keep everything a fucking secret now when you go to the baptist church baptist people speak in tongues and now when they speak in tongues they tell you the reason why because god has favored them through their worship, their dedication towards our Father in heaven, they're able to speak tongues. So when you don't speak tongues, that means you don't have a closeness with our Father in heaven. So what if I'm not Baptist? What if I'm Christian? Christian don't speak tongues. So if I don't speak tongues, I'm not close to God. This is the Baptist. I'm telling you something from where I grew up into. Not something I went to church one time and I'm trying to tell you a whole bunch of things. Or I read some books about it. I'll tell you sometime my life experiences. I've been there several times. You have to speak in tongues. Tongues means God has extra blessings for you. So you never speak tongues. And you believe in the almighty creator. You may not go to heaven or you may not be close with God here on earth because you don't speak tongues. I tell you, man, all these fucking circles of religion got some extra shit in it to try to tell you if you like this, you could go to heaven. But if this is not happening with you, even though you believe in the creator, you may not go to fucking heaven. So where I'm going to go? Where I'm going to go then? And that there was no need to go to the police. The push was for me to stop being involved with the nun. And my push was to fight against that. I started lying just so that I could have alibis so that I could go meet her. 
There's just lots of little cards and things. Uh, here's one. Starts with Dear Brat. She called me Twerp. She called me Pooh Bear. Just all these little pet names. Dear Brat, for the book. Thank you for being you. Thank you. Love, SJ. Well, hearing love from a nun. And it didn't say Sister Judith. It was SJ. Wow. Nuns kind of get a free ride. You think of women they as They all get a free ride. Nurturing. You know how many times they done told you on TV from when I was a kid? They got 40, then they got 70, then they doing an investigation. And who you say they do the investigation? The feds. The same way when people get shot up by police, feds come involved, nobody do no fucking time. Same shit with the fucking church. They get feds involved, then they tell you the news. Now we up to 149 people, 172 people within the church that we have allegedly have evidence that they are abusing little fucking kids in the fucking church. And they do no fucking time. You don't think the similarity is in that? Cops don't do no time. Cops are part of the fraternity. The Mason Society owns the cops which means they own the cops, which means they own the cops. So this is why they do no fucking time. You got to understand. And now it's the same thing with the church because it's part of masonry that's involved. This is why it doesn't matter how many they tell you they got, how many they got, how many more they adding on, how much more investigation they doing. We all know at some point they do no time. So, the people that fuck little kids heads up in the Catholic Church do no time. And then we know the police don't do no time. And masonry is all inside of that shit. Hmm. Not a coincidence for many people. I'm probably just talking as a retarded person that belongs on the yellow bus eating ham sandwiches. Just love the fucking swan. Digest all the swan that everybody else is breathing. Well, people going to be breathing in COVID and they're going to fucking die. And I'm going to be breathing in COVID and I'm going to fucking live. And you trust them more. And when it's done gently and sweetly and they paint it to be to your benefit, you believe it. It's a true form of brainwashing. I have to believe that because how else could I have been so blinded? It ruined my high school years. I, I bet it did. In Fucking some grown-ass lady filling up on you. You a child. No, it went on till I was 19. I tried... A couple times to um, kill myself, once in high school, once in college. I was in my early 40s, and I was seeing a therapist, and she tried to tell me it was abuse, and I would defend Judy. Said, no. That's common sense it was abuse. But you see what I'm saying? Some people don't get their life back together. She living in a house. Some people, because of what she went through, wouldn't be able to get a house. They probably locked up in some cool institution taking meds all throughout the fucking day. Knock, knock, meds. Here's the cup of water for you. Oh, no, no, she loved me. And before I left the office, she said, Anne, a rose is a rose is a rose. A pedophile is a pedophile. He's a pedophile. And I left her office that day thinking, oh my God, could it be? You a fucking that child, person touching on this. What you think it is, love? Jeez, I was 40-something. You think it's love? 41, 42. Hmm. 
sucks. My uncle got me, I was about five. What do you mean he got you? Um, first time he touched me, I was uh, a little kid. So I was a really little kid. And while I was sitting on his lap. Man, you had a rush. The, to, the church was molesting you and skirt. your uncle? My dress. It was a dress. Crazy, huh? I did not want to be any place near him. I was afraid of him. So how long I don't understand. Why y'all don't tell your people? Your moms and pops and shit. What the old. fuck? Everything your parents scared of these people or something? In 2019, the Diocese of Camden released a list of priests credibility accused of sexually abusing minors. Trish's uncle, Reverend Miller, did not appear on that list. According to the Diocese of Cameron, Trish's sexual abuse execution <coughs> was the only one that ever received about Reverend Miller. So what that means, the rest of the people didn't come and step forth and testify or give a testimony that this man is a fucking abused pedophile devil. They deemed it not credible. I joined so the a 12-step recovery group. I thought I was there to get better from alcoholism and I was an alcoholic because my uncle had raped me in a confessional. I didn't think I was a... Oh, wow. She got touched by her uncle and her uncle was part of the Catholic Church and he touched her in the church too? Wow. He must have really loved his niece, huh? But they tell you, when it comes to God, you just got to have love, no? And that's what all the church people say. It's about having love. But he had love for her. Oh, because of her? And yet she was the first person that gave me alcohol and drugs. Continually. Oh, yeah, I protected Eileen. I didn't talk about her in group. I didn't talk about her on a one-on-one. I didn't talk about her. My sponsors... They were the first ones that said, this is not a relationship. And I thought they were crazy. She told me she loved me. She bought me presents. She took me all the over. Catholic church alone, got money. Camping, sleeping in the same sleeping bag. I said, that's not a relationship. That's sex. I'm like, it's a relationship, you know? No, it wasn't a relationship. <clears throat> From getting abused to want to be with the abuser? That's psychological manipulation. That's some psychological shit, period. Sort of I'm going to abuse you and then you fall in love with them? It's mixed in with the sex abuse. And is this love? Is this manipulation? Is this what, what happened to me? And oftentimes what we're seeing is only through that, you know, adult, mature perspective do you then realize, hey, these people were taking advantage of me. Oh, they've done case studies on that too. Absolutely. The, the I don't understand that. You know, you're not being, something's being done wrong. Maybe you can explain it. It's, it. it's, it's something about it that's going to feel right. So it's not even, I wouldn't call it a phenomenon. It, it's what happens uh, with abuse victims. By the time Trish got her life together in the 90s to realize that what had happened to her over the past 
almost 20 years was abuse and exploitation. She was way outside the statute of limitations in the state of 20 Jersey. years? There was no lawsuit. It took you 20 years no to realize what the hell happened to you? The laws in the United States historically have been very limited in terms of allowing claims past age 18, which is adulthood. Most victims not realizing until they're 50 the implications of the abuse in their life. By then, there's no remedy available to them. And we're How talking taking people with 30 or 40 years to realize you've been abused. Of three years, five years, eight years. That only takes you to 26. If the average age is 51, 53, 55, even by the most liberal statutes of limitation, you're way beyond any opportunity to seek any meaningful relief. So if mine started at 13, by the time I'm 20, 25, I can't do anything about it. And they can be in another state and get out of that state before that expires. Worst comes to worst, if they get proven, ah, they're defrocked, poor babies. Then what? They're set up in retirement systems that are wonderful. They play pool. They're usually right next to a schoolyard. And it's been going on for over 300 years. See what she telling you? With the Catholic? Motherfuckers who go commit crimes, still get paid, still have a job. Same shit like police. Don't go to jail, still got your job. They just relocate you into a different district or some other precinct. But you're still with the force. Even though they found you wrong, they found you guilty, there may be things that prove that you are guilty. And somehow, you're still okay. And the Vatican has it all, and it's documented. And they're more powerful than our government. They don't have to open their files. Feds could go up in your house anytime they want, any time of the day or night, call yourself taking you out your house and locking you up. But they can't do nothing to the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church is that powerful. Okay. Well, in 2004... 2004, Annie settled with the Sisters of St. Joseph of Carondelet. Her case was never tried in a court of law. I was one of the few victims that had lots of evidence. Years and years of letters, notes, tapes, videos, jewelry, trips, receipts, books. All sorts of things. So I had proof. And what she did, she denied it all. And before she was deposed, she up and died. I wished that I could get some answers that we could talk about. So this is Fisher Judith, the lady she was saying that abused her. This lady was eight, died at 69, entered into God's kingdom on January the 11th, 2004. But you know, 69, that's two sixes. And then we know 11 represents the number three, which will give you your three sixes. So instead of the six and nine being two, that 11 goes into become a three, and three will give you three sixes. Some psychotic weirdo shit. Got it. That she could come clean. It wasn't the money I was after. It was just some closure. She was after the closer and not the money. Well, I could dig it. 
2019, the sisters declined to comment on the health post out of the respect for the privacy of any person who reports abuse, even through any granted them permission. I think I feel strong enough to tell my story right now because there's not a lot to lose. I am who I am. People who love me, love me. Well, for one, they just said a lady was dead. She didn't. <laughs> I can't imagine <laughs> something happened to me in life that would hurt me like this has. So I think I've reached that pinnacle. <laughs> um, if I should die tomorrow, I'd be sad if I had not spoken when I could have. If there's some kid or parent that would hear me, because it's real. And it's, it's the kind of wound that stays, no matter how strong you are, no matter how much therapy you get, no matter how many loves you have. I tell people, so like that sometimes people can't, it's a, very few people could get their shit together like it's that. It's a spiritual rape. It really is. It's a definitely a spiritual rape. It really rape. is. It doesn't go away. Killing it steals your soul. I envy people who have faith. This is bugged out. Well, Trisha's case was never heard in court. She settled with the Sisters of Charity of St. Elizabeth in 1994. So if it was never heard in court, what did she settle for? Because let's say she settled in court. She said the, shit, the court case never went to court to become a case. So what kind of settlement did they come across? Some secret shit? We give you some money, some hush-hush money, leave this alone? Oh, well. In New Jersey, reforms a statute of limitations. Trish's lawyer will consider legal actions. Okay. Trish is the first lady that was telling the situation. That's what's important about statutory reform. When the statute's bad, the Catholic Church gets to dictate the terms. You know, two touches is worth X, and you have to settle ultimately because your, your case may be thrown out of court. When the abuse survivor holds the... Hmm. Back it up a little bit. See if it pours again. It's like we want it back. I'll tell you about the Elizabeth nineteen ninety-four settlement. So how to reform the law, the statute of limitations. So I guess these are Trish lawyers. That's what's important about statutory reform. When the statute's bad, the Catholic Church gets to dictate the terms. You know, two touches is worth X, and you have to settle ultimately because your, your case may be thrown out of court. When the abuse survivor holds the... Guess that's what I was going to play. So I'm going to end it right here. And come back with something else. But for now, let me close out and be back soon. Appreciate it. Thank you very much.